Hello again. Welcome to the Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. This is Nini White, and this time we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Elizabeth Stitt. She was a classroom teacher for 25 years, and now she's a parenting coach. She is clear, articulate, and she deeply cares about kids and helping all of us to create stronger and healthier connections with kids in our classrooms and in our families. The recording quality on this interview is not perfect, but I hope you'll be able to get past that and appreciate what Elizabeth has to share. Okay. Elizabeth Stitt, thank you for creating some time for us to have a conversation that others can uh, take some benefit from your years of teaching experience and um, also parenting experience. So I'm going to start with a a question about your classroom culture. And I know that uh, mutual respect was a huge, high number one priority for you. And I want to know how you created that in your classroom. Hi, Nini. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hi. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, to begin a classroom of respect really is a classroom of connection. It means putting the kids, putting your connection with them first, putting their emotional well-being first. And you can do that in like just basic daily simple ways, like making sure you greet them at the and notice who they are and how they're feeling and what they're doing and, you know, adding little tidbits of how'd your game go yesterday? Or, Hey, I hear you went to aunt's birthday party. Was that fun? (laughs) And just, you know, letting each kid know that you see him, but that she's there and that you can't wait to get started learning because you're so excited that that these are your very favorite kids to have in the class okay that sounds like a ideal situation now what if there's some commotion or you can't get some people how does everybody contribute to the learning process well it takes training i am a big believer in systems and routines for kind of getting kids into the groove of of things so if you have a clear of uh, where do they turn in their homework? How do they turn it in? When they walk in and immediately look up, what's the next task that they're going to do? And it's familiar and doable that they know so that they don't get stuck, they don't have questions about it. So that while you're standing in the doorway, taking time to uh, greet them as they yeah, they're filing in. And of course, this takes time. And you know, part of the reason teachers don't do it is they are so afraid, like, boom, day one, especially by the time high school. <laughs> A little bit better with the lower grades, but even in the lower grades, there's so much pressure on teachers to get straight to the curriculum. Yeah. Let's get straight. Gosh, I've got this to teach and we have to review this. And seriously, the payoff is so enormous. If you take the weeks to really slow down, see them, know them, train them, talk to them about what are your expectations. I used to, we used to talk about being a a lean green learning machine. <laughs> and what did that mean? And what did it look like? And what were the benefits of it? And what benefits of it is that we get to play. Yeah. That, you know, when we save a lot of time, then we have time for the fun stuff. Right. We have time for creativity, for doing projects in, in um, multi modalities. Sorry, I can't. 
speak. <laughs> so it gives chance. Then the other part of respect, I think, is trying to give kids some control over, if not what they're learning, pretty clear on that, Yep. how they're learning it, what resources they're using, how are they presenting the outcome of their learning. Right. And many opportunities for creativity there, which is hard to move towards if the kids are out of control. Yep. But if you already have a class where they know that you are so excited to have them there and you believe in them so much, mm. and they've already demonstrated they can be the sort of morning routine that gets them right into learning, then you can say, okay, you guys, you know, we need to, we're, we're studying inventions. How do you want to present them? Do you want to do a model of the invention? Do you want to create a brochure of it? Do you want to um, docudrama of what the impact of the invention would have had on the Chinese people at the time it was invented? Wow. So, wow. yeah, right? So yeah. the sky becomes the limit if they can, if they can handle it. Right. And they handle it by you taking the time to say ahead of time. Right. With the right kind of connection so that they see that you're really there for them. So they want to be there for you. Exactly. It gets you that buy-in and that cooperation. So when you, they do then go to their projects and it's feeling out of control, you can go, you know, clap, 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 quiet, say, okay, <sighs> we need to do a of how to make this work. What do I need to see happening in this classroom? in order for us to do these kinds of projects. And oh. then, you know, they, then they start, that's enough of a reminder to yep. go like, oh yeah, we can go back to just reading from the book and outlining it, or oh. we modify our behavior and stay calm enough and focused enough that we get to go do fun things. Uh, see, and then they're in control and then they, they realize they're not anybody's victim and then they make choices that work better for everybody. All right. Yeah, exactly. I love it. It makes so much sense. I mean, when I was a kid, I wish I could have had you for a teacher. I'm going to shift. Oh. <laughs> uh, I want to shift um, now to the fact that you are no longer in the classroom and you made this choice to be coaching parents and families because, and then we only have a Because couple... I saw a big yeah, change ahead. in the parents. There's, they're they're isolated. They're working so hard. They don't have time to talk with other parents. They tend to be away from their families. So they're not getting the same kind of knowledge. That's, you know, parents are anxious. We're seeing incredible increases in anxiety in kids. To me, the solution is the same, right? That when parents put the agenda in front of their relationship with their children, Ugh. then everybody gets and tense and angry or withdrawn and anxious. So it goes either way. We either see, we see more kids out of and we see more kids withdrawing and really suffering. Right. And the solution is the same. You know, before you launch into the litany of hurry up, we got to get dinner started. Who's taking the garbage out today? Mm. You know, take that time. Get down on your knees. Put your arms around hug them and love them to pieces. Yep. Take a moment to say, you know, who cares what happens if, if you all sat down and ate snack together and talked minutes before you launched into, and I understand when you are picking a kid up 
at six o'clock from childcare. Uh-huh. You're trying to get them into bed between eight and nine. It doesn't leave very much time. Right. But one of the things I find is that kids are going to bed later and later and later because they feel disconnected from their. Yeah. And so they're keeping their kids up later in order to connect with them. And I'd like to see some of that connecting happening right when they first see the child has been separated. Right. So if they can be relaxed and calm and interested and engaged and not on their cell phone and not checking one more thing, not getting dinner started. It's, you know, it, it really is. It's just like in the classroom. All you're doing in the classroom is taking the time for a hot kid comes through the door. Yeah. And you only have, you know, whatever it is, 54 minutes. And so you do spring right into work, but you set that tone. Yeah. And you know, I think parents can do so much. And I, uh, I think this was Dr. Laura Markham's advice, which I loved sometime, which was, you know, if you can afford to, um, you know, have your, your mom closed, change out of your business clothes and put on your mom clothes before you go pick the kids up <sighs> so that you're not, you know, you don't blouse on that you don't right. want grimy fingers on you've got your old sweaty t-shirt on and you can you can you can take whatever the kid is in whatever they are and or you can you know walk into the child care center and sit down right on the floor yeah uh you know you're not you're not kind of hovering around on your heels and hoping that you don't get a run in <laughs> this is so beautiful um i want people to know how to parents and teachers and all of them talking together about, you know, the solutions that you're bringing based on just so much lived experience. So tell us your website right now. Yeah, it's just my name, uh, com. elizabethstitt.com. Okay. And I do have a parenting newsletter that comes out which is, I focus on themes like empathy and connection and communication, consistency. Uh, so it's not so much age set, more the- thematically driven. Beautiful. Well, I, I've been, I've just signed up for your uh, newsletter and I love it. And it's just, it's just, as soon as you read the wisdom that you're sharing with people, it's just like, Oh, of course. I know that. I just need those reminders. So, but I think that you have a five-week course too, right? For parents? I do. It's called Harmony at Home. And in those five weeks, um, it's of connection and structure and routine. So we kind of, we start with values because um, I want parents making decisions from within. I want them to make them from a grounded place of their own values. Beautiful. And so that, you know, the vicissitudes of parenting advice wave by you, you need to have some kind of filter. And, you know, if, if you're grounded in your own values, then you can go like, oh, that might but are we, is that my core purpose? Is that my core focus? Nope, that's a shiny object. I'm not going to worry. You know, I'm not going to worry about it. And uh, then the systems and routines and sort of see, like, I call that the low-hanging fruit. It's like, what can we do organizationally to just make things easier for kids to be doing and how they need to be doing it so that we don't have to tell them about it. Right. They're just doing it. Right. Uh, and then we really look at the communication piece and the connection piece. 
and then at the end sort of consistency and a little bit sort of into you know when consequences what does that look like so that they're really teaching kids not punishing kids it's so beautiful and so profound and so right I would talk to you forever, but I, I want to keep these short so that people really listen to them and then move on to the next step of, if they see value. So um, thank you. I love what you're doing, Elizabeth, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, Nini. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth.